Welcome to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Encore episode. Hi, Joa. How are you today? I'm a little sleepy, but I'm okay. <laughs> okay. What you think of with the fire on high? What did you think? I I loved it. As soon as I saw it and I saw the recipe and we had just talked about tembleque. And please listen to the previous episode and then you will hear that discussion about tembleques when it comes to um, desserts that can prevent murder. And um, <laughs> and I thought it was awesome. And I even said yesterday, I was on Clubhouse talking about this and I was like, huh, I may just have to use this as a cooking book. And um, not only that, but I also love the mixture of the, of the cultures. I'm Dominican, they have a Puerto Rican culture in here. Um, something that I'm very familiar with because I grew up in that culture as well. Not in Philly, like in the book, but um, in New York and, and Massachusetts as well, where there's a big Dominican and Puerto Rican culture there. And I love to see that represented in books. And I thought that was awesome and her spin on recipes. And I would love to hear your take on that because I know you love to eat as well. <laughs> do I have a reputation that precedes me? <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> okay, Joa, I was in love with this book. It felt like a warm hug. I just never, I wanted to live in that world. And I felt a little bit like maybe Elizabeth Acevedo knew me. <laughs> <laughs> like she was around me or something. Did you feel like that? Yes, that's the sign of a, of a good author. And I, I made the note in the book as well. Um, so fun fact, this is the second book that I have with the fire on high. Once I unpacked my library, because I had already bought this book before, but I didn't want to go through the, like 20 boxes of books. So I went ahead and bought it again. So we may have to do a giveaway, um, Robin, once I, I finish unpacking my library for this book. Okay. And this is a mystery, listeners. Okay, we'll discuss this later on another episode. Uh, but yeah. Ooh. I know, right? Yes. But I mean, what was the question again? <laughs> we got sidetracked. I, I felt like Elizabeth Acevedo knew me. I felt yes. like we must have met. She must have studied my life or something because I felt so close to every character in this book. Yes, yes. I thought Malachi was a great character and I thought Imani was a great character. And, and I think, see, so I'm, I'm happy to hear you saying that because I thought I felt it was relatable to me because it's, it's so closely aligned with my culture. But since you also are able to relate, like I said before, this is just a sign of a, of a great writing, great writer, great writing. And also um, someone that, loves how to play with words on the page and knows how to do it yes. uh, because I felt things in those sentences. And I don't know if you noticed that not only did I relate to Malachi, even though I'm not a, a, a boy 
and I related to Imani, you know, and I re related to baby girl as well. And it just, it brought back memories for me because I was, I wasn't a teenage mom, but I was a young mom. I was a, a 20 year old mom. And, and a lot of those things that she was going through, I, I've experienced some of that, not as tough as the character, but you know, in a lesser degree. Um, but it was very relatable to me. And her sentences are like chocolate pudding. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you have to read the book to understand that. Mm, chocolate pudding. I see you. I see you. Oh my goodness. Now you've got me all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> then we just talked about chocolate too on the last episode yes we I did. think the listeners are gonna think like we gluttons or something out of that I think you've got my love language here Joa <laughs> <laughs> well okay so one thing I want to say sometimes if people see somebody on the cover of a book that doesn't look exactly like them maybe they get a little scared or a little put off. Scared is a strong word, so not scared. But they just think, okay, this book is maybe gonna deal with stuff that isn't about me or that I can't relate to, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what I wanna say very clearly about with the fire on high. This book is for everybody. Here are some of the many wonderful universal themes. You may know where I'm going, Joa. Yes. There is a chapter entitled Fickle Fatherhood. Joa. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Men. Oh my goodness. Men and parenting. Yes. That, that relationship was so layered. And, and, and before, before I, I say what I think, I just want to say that I loved how Acevedo treated that relationship because it was an info dump. And I don't know if you noticed that it was, it was so layered and it was opened up to the readers, to us slowly. With so Tyrone like, or with, yeah, with Julio? Julio, with Julio. Julio. To where, um, to where we understood, because at first I'm like, why is she so angry? You know, why is Amoni so angry with her, um, with her dad, you know? And then it just, these little reveals, which I love, which Octavia Butler also does very well. It, it's just these little reveals that reveal a little bit more, not only about the protagonist, but also about the surrounding characters to that protagonist and their ties to it. Um, you know, but you see that, yeah the the toxic fatherhood and then it's almost like history repeating itself uh because as as someone who used to be a single parent it's like i i completely relate to that how she grew up with somebody that she thought was a toxic father and then almost life repeats itself sometimes when we don't acknowledge these um traumas and then what we end up doing is re-traumatizing ourselves because we haven't identified the source of our trauma. Um, and, and I think that's what that's what happened with this character because she ended up really um, going with Tyrone and um, um, you better call Tyrone. Tyrone. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so she ended up, she ended up going to, Yes. Oh my God. We need to put, I, I'm going to link her, her song yes. to this um, on the show notes. But yeah, so she ends up almost repeating that, don't you think, with Tyrone? And then she ends up with someone who she, the character explains in the book, it's a horrible boyfriend, but it's a great father. Tyrone? Is Tyrone a great father? Question mark? Just yeah, asking. Yeah, question mark. For the a character, yeah, the character says that at the beginning, 
but then as we see his his toxic behavior what do you think about him like don't don't have that that guy around oh, around no. my mm -mm. yeah mm -mm. around my daughter mm -mm. i love acevedo is very clever at sneaking in almost because it doesn't take us out of the narrative in any way she sneaks in some cultural mores where she shows how different men and women are judged for parenting. Mm -hmm. I mean, our main character is a fabulous mother. She's young, she's still in high school. She's uh, not set in her life. You know, she's still growing up, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But she's a fabulous mother. And yet, you know, Tyrone, who gets baby girl on weekends, and we have to talk about baby girl's name. Well, yeah. no spoilers. But. Um, <laughs> Because I like that a lot. But uh, yeah, but Tyrone, he doesn't have to do much and no one judges him. Yeah. And I'm trying to be spoiler free, but the the hypocrisy around parenting standards and oh, around don't get me started what on that. Yeah. is acceptable for men, you know? Yeah. Mm. And, and it's and just she, part of the story. Go ahead. Yes. And no, and she links that, like you said, she links that in her story without being obvious. Yes. you know, and, and overt about it, that whole, like, like you said, the double standard where she has to have baby girl in, in like looking like a princess, like a doll, right? Because God forbid she gets judged by, you know, because baby girl has like some comfy clothes on and stuff like that. Sometimes we want to be in sweats. Maybe sometimes baby girl wants to be in sweats, you know, yes. and let her layer loose, her hair loose. I'm sorry. And, um, and so forth. But because she knows that she's judge and Monty knows she's judge, then she makes sure that she has the best clothes for her for those weekends um, to see the dad because the, the dad's mom, and I hated that scene too, the dad's too. mom <laughs> judges mm -hmm. her so harshly and she's a mother herself. She's another woman. That's what it, it just, yeah, it was upsetting to me when I read that. Yes. Scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And baby girl's name. What can we say, Joe, about baby girl's <laughs> name without giving spoilers? What can we? No, I think we can talk about it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're well. She's not in the back, but I mean, that's that's nothing that will spoil the the story. I I agreed with that. It was a reason why I gave my son the the name that he has because I wanted um, a name that wouldn't that no one could use to judge him. And, um, and so I gave him a, a Bible name. Um, I picked it from there <laughs> because of that, because I had that same impression. So <clears throat> my dad made up my name when he saw a show in the Dominican Republic. And um, I don't know what name he saw. Maybe he saw Joanna or something. And he was like, well, I'm going to throw a Y in there. And Dominican dads love to do this. They love to um, put different letters in a name. Um, to make it very creative like and and that's what he did and he threw a y instead of an a and he's like no it's in another n and he's like it's joanni joanni and he 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 will correct people whenever they will say my name wrong as well so but i didn't want it to do that with jonathan's name so i picked a, a regular name so that way for applications and things of that nature then no one has to make that judgment for him and no one has to wonder the pronunciation or mispronounce it and so forth. So that was, yeah, that was another thing I related to. So here's a little something you might not know. Mm. Some of my children joined our family via adoption from Asia. And 
I felt much the same. It's, it's enough that they, when they were growing up in the United States, uh, we used to live in the United States before we moved to Ireland. And, you know, sometimes they would get the assumptions that they don't speak English, right? Mm -hmm. And so they have two names, but their government name, the name on the forms, uh, I'm trying to be very careful not to say their names because <laughs> they'll be bad, is, uh, you know, like you said, Bible names, very mm -hmm. standard Bible names that don't raise any flags, right? Okay, mm -hmm. but now I have a question about this, Joe. <laughs> Brace yourself, Joa. Oh, okay. Hold your hat. Okay. So here's my question. As I was reading this in the book, right? I wondered, is there any hint of internalized racism at work here? We have to name the baby Emma. So people won't think she's oh, yeah. blank. So people won't assume she's something yeah. yeah 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 for sure I think so yeah and and it, and it's open up in that way where you understand where the character is coming from and yeah. the the environment that the character has lived in and how they are trying to almost overcompensate uh, so that way their child doesn't experience those same hurts and traumas that they experience themselves through racism and and once again, and Acevedo just layers that story in with um, the, some of the isms, racism, sexism. She even um, puts a little bit about the Catholic Church in there, which I completely agree with. And, um, you know, and it's just it makes the story very realistic to that character. And and like you said, you found it very relatable, even though you don't look like the character in the cover. Um, so, I mean, exactly kudos to to Elizabeth Acevedo. Uh, great job. Did you see her author photo? In your copy, did you have her author photo? Yes, I do. She's lovely. I yes. have to say, girl crush, <laughs> it's the single most beautiful author photo I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I'm not even kidding. Her She's curls gorgeous. are luscious. Yes. Really and truly luscious. Yes. <laughs> so we cannot talk about this book without talking about the person I think is one of the freshest characters, the most innovative character, because we, we've had characters in books who are teen moms. We've had, you know, the mm. bad boyfriend, the good boyfriend, the bad dad, the good dad, all that kind of scenario. How about Buela? Mm, oh, Buela. Oh, I loved Buela. <laughs> she was, she had this um, sort of, um, which, is I don't want to say it's typical because I don't know every Latino household, but it was very typical of my household. I was raised by my grandma um, as well. So and and they are the this figure. She was this figure that is kind of like she is a mentor. She is a coach. She was a tough coach. She she told it like it is when she needed to. She was the matriarch of the household, um, but she also had a soft side. And and abuela to me was that representation of my own of my own grandmother. But this abuela, and and let me know how you feel about this. She was a bit modern. So my abuela, she's deceased already, but she was born in 1921, 
And she was more of a sacrificial kind of person where she will give you all, even if it was to her detriment. But right here we have an abuela. And, and this is all I'm going to say that that kind of like puts herself first. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. How do you felt about that? Like, oh. did you think it was like a modern take on it? Absolutely. I was cheering for her. So when she said, and I'm just going to say part of this quote, so we don't have spoilers. Mm -hmm. I'm more than a great grandmother to a toddler and a grandmother to a teen mother and a mother to a rascal of a son. I was like, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And sometimes I think in parenthood as women, this does not happen to men ever, but as women, it's like, you know, you're a mother that's supposed to define you. And that's supposed to be all encompassing at some level. Right. And mm -hmm. I like this idea that she claimed, Abuela claimed an identity beyond just parenting and that she proclaimed it loudly and that she valued herself. What an incredible role model for a young girl growing up because Boyla is showing that she values herself as a person. Amazing. I, I'm, I'm going to need to have my mother-in-law read this. I'm going to see if there's a Spanish translation to this book <laughs> so I can hand it to her because she's, she's on that boat. She's raising her, her great grandchildren as well. And, and, I, and I feel the same way. I, I feel sometimes I feel so, so bad for her because I'm like, these are supposed to be her golden years, you know, like yeah. the golden girls where she has all this fun. But instead, you know, um, she's doing that. But she loves it. She loves those babies. Don't get me wrong. So it's not a hardship on her. But, you know, sometimes you have to do you. And that's yes. what we see in this book. You know, Buela knows that, hey, sometimes I have to do me and there's nothing wrong with that. And I just. I felt that was so empowering. And I think that's why I describe this book as a book about empowerment, you know, yes. and, and living in that environment, but still making it what you need to be, you know, so that way you can find yourself and you can go above that, you know, and, and that was uh, to me that I love stories like this. Yeah. Yeah. And this book is filled with story. It's filled with twists and turns and surprises. It's mm -hmm. fresh and unexpected. I didn't necessarily expect the ending. Now, what genre is this book? It's definitely YA, and that's awesome. Good question. But I believe it's listed as a romance. And I don't think that romance is the central core of this book. Do no. you? Mm -mm, no, mm -mm. if from from the discussions that I've had with other authors in, in Clubhouse, uh, romance has to be like the 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 main thing, like you said, the core of the story. So if there's no romance in the in the story, then the book kind of goes kaplop, right? Um, yeah, but it's exactly. not so with this case. This this book, the romance is not the center of it. You can take out that that romance out of it, and it will still be the story that it is. Um, so I wouldn't say that. I, I would think this is more YA realistic fiction. Mm -hmm. um, that That's what I would categorize it at. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Interesting book. And you know, friends, you may not look like the person on the cover and you may not be a young adult. I'm 227 years <laughs> old myself and I can relate. But I'm 225. <laughs> 
Check out With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo. Check out her author photo. It's inappropriate to say, but she's cute. I'm just saying. And have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.